Well, we celebrate today the Feast of the Holy Family. It seems like so close to Christmas. We're still on Christmas, but on Christmas Day, that uh, we didn't have time to reflect enough. But obviously, they are not in opposition. When you look at the mystery of the nativity scene, what you see basically is the Holy Family, the core or the center, the focal point of the nativity scene is the person of Jesus and his parents, Joseph and Mary. And this is very significant because in God's rescue plan, if we call the incarnation as the beginning of God's rescue plan, the restoration of this world to its original meaning, we see that in it, one of the great vehicles, or the main vehicle, is a family. He thinks about the importance of family for the context of society. But I'm not going to do that because that will take us a long time. But what I want to see is one that God gives us the holy family, an example of uh, family virtues, and basically as an example of welcoming Jesus in the context of our own families. And when we do this, we need to be careful not to become cynical or discouraged because you could see the holy family, but then you see your own family and this distance is so great that you become discouraged. God has in mind the brokenness of our families. And that's why this Feast of the Holy Family should not be discouraging, but encouraging. And the one thing that maybe can help us is to understand this idea of the mutual belonging of Jesus to two families, the human family and the divine family. Jesus, at the same time, belongs to the divine family and the human family. Jesus comes from what we could call the eternal communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He comes from a place of intimacy, complete self-giving, of security, of perfect communion, mutual belonging, and he has this eternal certainty of being loved and loving and that's where he comes from. The word was God, the word was with God. Eternally, that's where he comes from, the divine family. But then on the mystery of the incarnation, through the mystery of the holy family, he also assumes a human family. What was that human family like? Well, that's very hidden in the gospels, but for sure it was also a place of communion. I always wonder if there was forgiveness in the Holy Family. I assume that Mary had no sin, Jesus had no sin, so all the burden falls into Joseph. Maybe that's where the forgiveness comes from. So let's say there was also forgiveness for the small imperfections of Joseph. But also it was, humanly speaking, a reflection of the divine family. When Jesus comes 
and he enters this world in the context of a human family and remains also united to the divine family, he creates a, a space of communion, a space of love, a space of friendship, a space of giving and receiving in human words, in human actions, in human gestures. So he has this dual citizenship, in a sense, or this dual belonging to the divine and the human at the same time. And that's what you see in the Gospels. When Mary and Joseph lose him, like they find him after one day, and this is what he says, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. So Jesus reminds Mary and Joseph, why are you looking for me? It's true I belong to the human family, I belong to you, but also I belong to the Father. I am in my Father's house. I belong to this divine and eternal family. But also, then the gospel finishes, that Jesus goes down with them to Nazareth and is obedient to them. And he grows in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. So he also is obedient to the human parents. He lives in the context of a human family, and this for the major part of his life, the 30 years of hidden life. This is really, really amazing that Jesus for 30 years went through the daily task of life, the daily interaction with his parents. At some point, Joseph dies. So he also lives in the context of a human family. So in his human existence, Jesus lives at the same time kind of connected with the divine family and in the context of a human historical family. So I think this idea can help us in some way heal and restore our human relationships. The invitation in some way is like being like the families in the nativity scene. If you ask someone how many families do you see in the nativity scene, most people will say one, the holy family. But that is not true. Let's say there are three shepherds and the three kings. In the nativity scene, you see six, seven families. The families of the three kings, the families of the three shepherds. How are those families? We don't know. But maybe they were rough. Maybe they were broken. Maybe there was lack of forgiveness. And they come to the nativity scene and they receive from the holy family a new impulse to love. They welcome Jesus into their families. So that's the invitation, like being like this six extra families of the nativity scene, to come to Jesus and welcome him in our own families. And these are three things that Jesus will do when we welcome him to our own families. By the way, to welcome Christ in our families, we need only one thing, 
one person. Not always in the family shares the faith, but as insofar one person welcomes Christ, that influence begins to irradiate the rest of the family. Someone told me yesterday, like, I feel like someone who believes inside the context of a family is like a lifesaver. That's what you call like a lifesaver when you fall into the ocean. Ideally, everyone should have a lifesaver. That would be better. But if one has a lifesaver, well, someone will catch the right, someone the left, and they will start to come little by little. So this is what happens when one person in the family welcomes Jesus. Or these are the things that Jesus does to our human family. First, Jesus reminds us of the divine family. We should also be like Christ and know that, yes, we belong to a human family, a family of origin or a family you formed, but also you belong to the divine family. If you are a baptized Catholic and you live in the state of grace, we speak in familiar terms. God is our father, Jesus is our brother, Mary is our mother, although in that analogy there is a, a distance. So we belong to the divine family. And God is leading us in this life towards the entrance into that perfect communion with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's very important to always be mindful that, yes, we have our human family, but the ultimate destiny is a divine family. Not that when we get to heaven, our human family will be eliminated. Hopefully, it will also be part of that eternal communion with Christ. So this is very important because it's very healing to know this. Because many times in our own human families, we, we experience deficiencies. We experience a distance between what we need and what we receive, be, between what our heart wants and what our family members give us. Many times, even in, in, in the best marriages, in the best parenting experiencing, like experiences, like there's always a deficiency and insufficiency. And even more if there's betrayal and hurt, even more in those cases. So God intervenes and in many ways, remembering that we belong to the divine family heals us. Because, well, maybe the love that my spouse does not give me, well, God can compensate. Maybe if a family member left, God in, in his love and mercy can compensate. Even all the trials that I go through family life, they create a nostalgia for that eternal communion in the family of God. So that's the first thing that Jesus reminds us. It's true, you have your human family, but ultimately your human family 
is a training to enter into the divine family. In the second place, the human family is also like an expression of the divine family, what we call a symbol, an icon, or a sacrament. When Jesus enters from his divine family into a human family, all the human expressions, they become a vehicle to express the divine love of the Father for him. This sounds a little complex, but it's very simple. Basically, when Jesus enters the human family of Joseph and Mary, on one side, all the love that he receives from Mary and Joseph, Jesus sees it as an expression of the love of his Father. So all the love of the divine family, God uses also the human family to express. And in the same way, Jesus, all the divine love that he has, he now expresses it in a human way to Mary and Joseph. So Joseph becomes, in some way, a human icon of the provision, the guidance of the Father. And so this also could be very healing for us, to see that all the love that you receive from your siblings, your parents, your spouse, in some way is a manifestation from the divine family. All the love you receive in a human way is a divine manifestation in human form. It's the invisible becoming visible in your life. And in the same way, all the love you give according to your proper vocation and according to the different roles in the family, in some way expresses something of God. So we are called to give and to receive in that way. So learn to also see the interaction between the divine family and your own family. And finally, the third element for a healthy human family and our families to reflect the divine family is the aspect of forgiveness. Part of the healing process in any family is forgiveness. Families are meant to be places of communion, places of friendship, places of trust. But the truth is that many times they become places of hurt or suspicion or betrayal. And that's why Jesus, when he comes to this world, he also wants us to forgive. Jesus to restore our family so they reflect more the divine family. He leads us in the process of forgiveness. And that's what happens when Jesus comes into a family, into one member or many members of the family, forgiveness begins to spread around the family. I don't know how many of you have seen the movie uh, Mr. Rogers, not the old one, old one, but the new one by Tom Hanks. Well, if the snow continues in these days, like, I invite you to watch it. Or if you have more time, watch it. 
is a very beautiful story of forgiveness. This guy, Bogle, he is very angry with his father, who was an alcoholic. And so he somehow meets Mr. Rogers, who begins a work of, we will say, evangelization. He sees the hardness of the heart of this man. So keep it short, like this man reconciles himself with his father. He reconciles him, himself with his sister. And the whole family unites back again. The whole family unites back again. And then even his love for his wife is restored and, and, and empowered. So that's what you see when Jesus comes into a holy family. Forgiveness begins to spread. And that's what you see in the nativity scene. Jesus drawing people together. Jesus drawing people to themselves, but also drawing among them. I'm sure that the shepherds asked the Magi, who are you? How did you get here? Oh, a star. And what, how do you get here? Oh, the angels. Oh, that's pretty amazing. No, yours is pretty amazing. So they became united. And that's what Jesus does. He draws us to himself. He draws us to one another. And that's what Jesus wants to do in our broken, sinful, sometimes distant, cold families. So I invite you in this day to do a prayer for your family, in whatever context or however you understand family. Some of you might be single, some of you might be married, some of you might have children. So in the first place, ask for your family. Pray that your whole family may one day enter the divine family. Every single human bond in Christ has a promise of eternity. Every human love that is lived in Christ remains forever. So pray that every single member of your immediate family may enter the divine family. And you can even imagine them, how they would be in glory, in a resurrected shape. And imagine your whole family next to Jesus in heaven. So pray for that grace. Secondly, give thanks for all the things people in your family have given them. And try to see that they are expressions of divine love. Through them, in the context of your family, God loves you. So give thanks for all the things. And finally, extend forgiveness or you also ask for forgiveness if you need to. So that union that Jesus intends may be exercised and make real in your own family.